This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist for October 30th, 2022. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is such a joy uh, and the privilege to have the opportunity to worship with you today. Uh, I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. It is a joy to have you with us. And for those of you who are joining us online for our live stream, welcome. It is so good to have you with us as well. Uh, We'd love to get to know you if we haven't already and you're getting to know our church, you can find us at redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. And you can click on there on the welcome and on the about tab and you can learn more about us and contact us so we can learn more about you. 
uh, children this morning who are involved in children's liturgy. The children's liturgy will begin in the chapel, and mo the children who are participating in that are already there. If, if there are other children in here who'd like to be a part of children's liturgy, you're welcome to join uh, in the chapel at this time, and you all will be back for the peace. I do have a couple of announcements to make for you. I'm making the announcements on this fantastic Church of the Redeemer app. Some of you are like, when will he stop talking about the Church of the Redeemer app? But just this week, a very faithful parishioner was like, you know what would be really cool? No kidding. They were like, we should have an app. And I was like, we do. So, um, uh, so I'm going to keep talking about it. Um, all our announcements are here. Our bulletins are available here. Our podcasts, our sermons, our e-news, everything is available on the app. And it is available on iPhone or Android. If you have any questions about it, come find me. I'd love to help you uh, with that. I have a couple of things I want to let you know about today. Um, I want to invite you all to hang around after the service. We have two different ways that you can connect after the service. You can just be with us in the Great Hall for coffee hour and hang out and just socialize, or you can join us in the parlor. Today is the final class in this fall's uh, wonderful Episcopal 101 class. And if you've not joined one of our Episcopal 101 classes before, or you've missed a few of them, doesn't matter. You're very welcome. And today is a special day. We've covered wonderful topics like the baptismal covenant and sacraments and uh, scripture and prayer. And today is our last day, and we're going to be taking questions. And it's the class I call Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About the Episcopal Church, But We're Afraid to Ask. Um, and I will be leading that class with a panel of clergy and others who uh, feel like raising their hands and answering questions for me. So please join us in the parlor for Episcopal 101 or in the Great Hall for some coffee hour and some socializing. It'll be wonderful to have you. We have a couple special services coming up. Uh, this coming Tuesday is the Feast of All Saints. It is the official All Saints Feast Day, and we will have a Eucharist here at 6 p.m. this Tuesday. Um, but if you are an All Saints on Sunday type of person, next Sunday we will also observe All Saints. A couple notes about next Sunday at 9 a.m. for you all. One is we're going to have six baptisms next Sunday. It's going to be kind of wild. So if you're coming, come early. God forbid a newcomer sit in your seat, you know. So <laughs> I also am very excited to tell you that next week daylight saving time ends. I know many of you have really struggled with 9 a.m., and the real good news is next week, 9 a.m., will feel like 10 a.m. So your problems are solved, and if that's been an issue for your online, now you know. You can come next week. Now's the time to break that chain. So come on in next week, and we're going to have a wonderful time together. These are, I believe, all the announcements that I want to make. I'm so grateful uh, that we all get to be together, and I ask uh, that you all stand now so we can begin our worship.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from Isaiah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen, listen to the teachings of our God, your people, of 
you people of Gomorrah? What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord? I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who asks this from your hand? Trample my courts no more, bringing offerings is futile. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and calling of convocation, I cannot endure solemn assemblies with iniquity. Your new moons and your appointed festivals, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you stretch out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you, even though you make many prayers. I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall become like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. The word of the Lord.
a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. To this end, we always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. 
and all who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The Gospel of our Lord. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts always be acceptable to you, O Lord. Amen. In my letter to the congregation several weeks ago, I mentioned that I was turning 75 this, this month and had family members come to town to help me celebrate. My sister, who will be 90 next year, She's wanting me not to rush that. Um, Tricia, my brother's daughter, Ryan, my son, and my granddaughter, Elia. Elia is 11. And, and there were some challenges in figuring out how to keep an 11-year-old and an 89-year-old completely satisfied all the time. But they were all good sports. So during the visit, we intentionally drove past Pat's in my childhood home. Um, my sister had a checklist of things she wanted to do, given that a, a visit to Cincinnati is very rare for her. So we drove past this home that's on the corner of Linwood and Cryer Avenue. And I had loved that home. And we were just going to kind of see it, maybe walk on the sidewalk, but they were having a yard sale. They were having a yard sale, which gave us permission to get even closer. And then during the yard sale, I happened to mention to one of the family members, I used to live here. <laughs> I said, could I just peek in? And, um, and they invited us in to see this space. This was a wonderful home. And I hadn't been in it for 60 years. And you know, sometimes our memory kind of distorts things, but, but most of what I recalled was right there, and a lot of what I recalled and treasured about that place was the walls. They had stone walls along the outside and stone walls in some parts of the inside. And I loved climbing those stone walls. If there was a wall, I was on top of it, much to my mother's chagrin. The hallways were narrow, and it was one of those things where, you know, as a kid, you can go down the hallway without touching the ground. I was an expert at that. 
and trees. We had wonderful trees. And any tree with a low enough branch, I was in it, and as far up as I thought the branches would hold me. After we stopped by the house, we went on to Spring Grove Cemetery to visit our parents' grave, and then we went to Skyline. <laughs> you know, what is a visit to Cincinnati with Skyline? Then we went to the climbing gym in Oakley. Now, you could really question the order of those two events, Skyline and then a climbing gym. Fortunately, young people have very good digestive systems. So my granddaughter loves climbing. She loves climbing, and so she was scampering up those walls immediately. My son had been on one before, but he decided he'd try again, and my niece, who'd never been on a climbing wall, decided she was game. So they're all climbing, and my sister and I are comfortably sitting on a bench. And I've just recalled all of those wonderful walls I used to climb, and those trees I used to climb. And I'm sitting there thinking, hmm, maybe I could do this. <laughs> At 75, maybe I could do this. I have to tell you, it is a glint in my eye for my sabbatical. <laughs> but I will only do it if I've trained to do it. Um, but it was that widening of my vision of what was possible, what the potential was there. Because I had long been sitting on a bench watching my granddaughter for many years now. So you can imagine, when I read the lesson for today, and here is Zacchaeus climbing a tree, I am all in. I mean, here is a kindred spirit. It also felt like a much more warm and welcoming lesson than some of the harder lessons we've had in the Gospel of Luke recently. In downtown Bible study, Christine Andrew reminded us of a song she knew as a child. And many of you may know it too. And if Melanie were up here instead of me, she would sing it. But I am just going to tell you the verse. Zacchaeus was a very little man, and a very little man was he. He climbed up into the sycamore tree for the Savior he wanted to see. I almost asked Melanie if she would come sing it right now, but I hadn't given her any advance warning. But you do not want to hear me sing. But this song... The story itself captures the imagination of very young people and older people. It can inspire us, give us solace. Last week's gospel reading included a reference to a tax collector. Jesus shared the parable of a Pharisee and a tax collector. And the Pharisee is praying, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast a week, twice a week, I give a tenth of all my income. And the tax collector, not far away, is standing separately and he's looking down and beating his chest and praying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus is very clear when he says, all who exalt themselves will be humbled but all who humble themselves will be exalted. So this week, a chapter later, we encounter another tax collector. Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector. That means other tax collectors report to him. And we know as a tax collector, he is doing the Roman government's bidding. We also know that tax collectors 
acquire their wealth by overcharging people, taking advantage of those who have to pay. And these facts, Zacchaeus' profession, Zacchaeus' wealth, would tell us that he is disliked, distrusted, likely despised. And the Gospel lesson describes him as one who all in the crowd considered a sinner. Zacchaeus is also described as short by stature. He's short and he wants to see Jesus. So he doesn't want to get stuck in the back of a crowd. He wants to choose his spot. So he runs ahead knowing the path that Jesus will take, finds just the right tree, scrambles up into the tree, he has his perch and he waits. He wants to see Jesus. We can only imagine that Zacchaeus's encounter with Jesus was more than he ever, ever could have imagined. Jesus looks up, sees Zacchaeus perched in the tree, calls him by name, calls him by name, and invites himself over to his house. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. We are told that Zacchaeus comes down immediately and welcomes Jesus. And the crowd is grumbling. We can imagine the crowd grumbling. They're saying, Jesus has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Jesus has heard this kind of grumbling before. But Zacchaeus is not deterred by any of this. Zacchaeus stands there and he speaks to Jesus. And he says, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. We might understand this lesson as Zacchaeus's immediate repentance and conversion. And, and that is kind of the simplest track for us to take today. But in reading the commentaries, there was also the comment that the verb tense in our Revised Standard Translation um, steers us in that direction, whereas the Greek verb tense could be read as present or future. So Zacchaeus may have been telling Jesus, I am doing these things. Despite how people see me, I am already doing these things. I think whether we understand it as a conversion experience or we understand it as a of lifelong commitment that he has made. We can understand that salvation has come. We understand that salvation has come through Zacchaeus's repentance and turning to Jesus, or through Jesus's acceptance of him and his being restored to community. But either pathway, Jesus's teaching is clear. He has come to seek out and save the lost. And in this case, it's Zacchaeus who has been found. The story tells us that despite how the world might see Zacchaeus, that Jesus sees him very differently. Zacchaeus is more than his wealth, more than his job, more than his physical stature and how he is judged by others. Jesus sees him and calls him by name and invites him into relationship. 
the crowd has a very narrow, limiting view. Jesus sees more. Phil spoke last week about how easy it is for us to objectify the other, to demean or dismiss those who are different from ourselves, who think differently, behave differently, who see themselves differently. Much as the crowd has harshly judged Zacchaeus, how quickly we can define others and limit our vision of them, how narrow our views can become. It was a poignant story reported on CNN's website earlier this month. It was part of a series that they are running that's called Undivided, and it told of a former US Marine, Mac McKinney, who had served in Iraq and Afghanistan and developed a deep hatred toward Islam. Upon his return to the US, his feelings intensified and became targeted at the Islamic Center in his community in Indiana. And he acknowledges that he went there to scout the place and determine where he could best place a bomb because he wanted to destroy the place. He expected that he would die that day also. Instead of the hate that he had magnified and projected onto a faith and a community, he found himself met with kindness, literally disarmed by kindness and a hug. Acceptance and kindness would come to be the beginning of healing and transformation and eventually his conversion. Those who Mac McKinney had objectified, judged, hated, became his community, his people, his bridge to healing and love. A documentary of his story is titled Stranger at the Gate and it was released earlier this year. Had all the participants in this story stayed trapped in their narrow views, filled with fear and hatred, a terrible tragedy would have occurred. Lives would have been lost. Our narrow views limit us, imprison us. When we allow ourselves open to God's view, we can see each other's humanity. We can respond in love and open to the possibility of God's healing grace for all. Undoubtedly, many of us have strong feelings about what's going on in our world today. At this time, nearing elections, political rhetoric is fierce. Words that are calling out hatred, that are calling for violence, that are, are disrespecting and and taking away the, wanting to take away the freedoms of people are said loudly. And this is not to condone any of those words. It's not to condone them. They are not respectful of human dignities, individual rights. Those expressions of hatred and calls to violence clearly run counter to Jesus' teaching, to our baptismal covenant. But it is to say that the views we hold may also be very limited views of fellow human beings, labeling individuals and groups, treating them as outcasts, are also directly counter to Jesus' teachings. The former associate rector here, Charlie Brumbaugh, used to have the quote at the bottom of his stationery, 
Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. Yes, be kind. These very folks who we want to label sinners may very much be the lost Jesus seeks to save. Sometimes that harsh judgment we experience in our minds is also aimed towards ourselves, our sense of not measuring up, not measuring up to our own expectations or those of others, our struggle with issues or with relationships, our failure to advocate for others, our reluctance to give what we might, our quickness to judge. As we confess, we talk of things we have done and things we have left undone. Left to our own devices, we can judge ourselves pretty harshly. And it's important for us to remember that Jesus also comes to redeem the lost parts of ourselves, the parts that we have cast out, the parts where we feel shame and unworthiness. Sometimes it takes so little to trigger them, to bring them to the surface, and we can quickly spiral down. Jesus comes to heal the seemingly broken parts within us. We are loved as we are, and Jesus also sees the potential. Jesus holds the wider view. So how did Zacchaeus learn of Jesus? Well, probably someone told him about this man of God who accepted even tax collectors. Perhaps Zacchaeus held hope in his heart for his acceptance. How was that tragedy averted in Indiana? Perhaps the people of the Islamic Center saw not only anger and hatred within their visitor, but also fear and pain and need. Perhaps they were listening to God, were inspired to respond with love. And how might we respond to the harshness and judgment we've experienced within ourselves? Perhaps when we are attentive to our own actions and reactions in the world and in ourselves, we might pause, we might pray that our hearts be open to a wider perception that we might see through the eyes of Jesus' love. Amen. Please join me in professing our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, 
true God from true God, begotten, not made, one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and God's kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshiped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world that there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all things we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. We pray for all who suffer, especially Linda Borden, Martin Pop, Louise Lanouette, Pearson Daly, Roger Foote, Frank Keenan, Lori Callahan, Gail Lincoln, Jay Ershman, Scott Gunn, Nancy Dankert, Bill Thaman, Elizabeth Ross, Pam Leonard, Marilyn Ott, Mike Krug, Jean Martin, Katherine Albertson, Ann Blanker, Bob McGonigal, Lee Hardy, Patty Livermore. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble that they may be delivered from their distress. We pray for all who have died. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our needs and those of others. We give thanks especially for the birth of Antonio Robert Tedesco, son of Abby and Margot Tedesco, and the marriage of Matthew and Haley Lipowich. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.
Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we, we confess, confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his names. Bring offerings and come into his courts.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit, 
to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. And at this time, anyone who is in costume or any children or anyone who will be going out trick-or-treating this weekend or mo tomorrow, Monday, come up. Come on up here. We have a special blessing for you. Yes, I love it. <laughs> come on, come on. You look amazing, you guys. I love it. <laughs> yes. Come on up, guys. Anybody else going trick-or-treating tomorrow? Come on, guys. Yes. And if you would, extend your hand and join me in blessing all of these people who will go out in joy this week. Holy God, giver of life, we know you are ruler over all things that make us fearful. You triumph over the evils of our world, and you raise your people to life again after death. As the one who created us, we know it makes you glad to hear us laugh and to watch us play. And so we ask you to bless all here today who have dressed up in their Halloween costumes. Keep us safe and bless all who go out trick-or-treating this week. Let their laughter and the wholesome fun they enjoy be a sign to all who do not know you that your love reigns over all things in heaven and on earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. My friends, life is short. <laughs> And we have little time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love, make haste to be kind, and may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you now and remain with you unto the ages of ages. Amen. Amen. You guys stay here.
let us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.